today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, another one bites the dust, another movie gets added, <laughs> and your feedback. All that right after this. This episode of the MCU cast is brought to you by Quip. If you go to getquip.com slash Marvel, right now you'll get your first refill free on your first order. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. As always, let's start the show with a five-star review. What we got? I love this podcast. I listen to every episode, and it keeps me up to date on all stuff Marvel. I can't recommend this podcast enough, says The Ploof. Thank you, The Ploof. Thank you so much. Yep, that's one of our new five-star reviews from this week. Thank you so much. It really helps the podcast out. All right. Jeffrey Randall. What's up, buddy? Man, I'm tired. Yeah, you have you've had a hard work day, and you got a friend in town, and I'm pulling you away to do a podcast. Yeah, you're you're a jerk for that. I know. I'm such. That's all jerk. your fault. Such a jerk. I'm gonna um, lose a friendship over this. <laughs> Which one? That's no, fine. He's Which in the one? shower right now. Oh, okay. So we've got yeah, the time a of a friend shower. that's completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, which friend? <laughs> you bail it on me, or bail, or is Gary bailing on you? <laughs> um, no, it's actually that, uh, um, oh God, if I had been able to come up with another mutual friend name like immediately, it would right. have been even funnier. Just a third unrelated friend is just going to... Yeah. I, I just, like, they're so mad about I this. I don't think Jeff's a very good friend. Friend visits him all the way in Tampa. He takes an hour to do a podcast. All right. Well, given that, let's dive right in. <laughs> let's dive directly into this here uh, Marvel stuff. Okay. So we got a good piece of news this week. I guess good news. I don't know, man. We're, we're, on, yeah. the ed- we're on the edge of uh, craziness. A fourth Marvel movie has been added to 2022 and 2023. Yep. We don't know what their names are. We just know that Marvel has decided, you know what? Let's just keep going hard. Yeah, they're staking their claim to uh, four different slots for dropping movies. Um we don't know what they are, but you know, we've talked a lot about this. How hard are they going to get back into it? And it does seem like they're taking a little time. They're like rebuilding a little bit, having a rebuilding year as it were. Uh, (laughs) Haven't we all? Yeah. We we all sometimes need that. We need that. I need another one after this last six months. Um, But we got to have a good rebuilding year, but man, they're just diving right back in 2022 and 2023. They'll be up to levels we've, only seen one other time. I think it was like 2018 had four movies. I believe. Did it? It did. Uh, but it, was, it, yeah. it, it was only because they had a February and a November, which like normally they have either a February or a November. That year they had both in preparation of Endgame. But it looks like they're going to jump right back to that within the next four, three years. Two, two and three years. We're going to get... 2022 and 2023 four marvel movies so we're kind of in the desert right now but we're coming back they're coming back strong yeah it was uh it was that what kept no it was black panther black panther infinity war and then captain marvel was at some point i don't know it it, it, captain marvel was early this year Thor ragnarok at some point i don't know man i just remember that was one year they did four (laughs) Uh, but it was only yeah, like a one-time a thing, and I thought it, we've we've t- you know they've normally capped out at three, and so them going to four a year for two years in a row will be more Marvel movies than we've ever gotten. Yep, and you know we need it because we're 
coming up to things like The Runaways got canceled. That's true. Our other story is The Runaways are canceled. Uh, we knew it was coming. We, we saw the writing on the wall. We really did. All other uh, Marvel TV shows have been canceled at this point. So, uh, so I, I, yep. I'm less Season- sad to see this than I am to see um, Cloak and Dagger go away. Yeah. This, this show was good. Dagger biting it was real sad. Yeah, I I like Runaways a lot, but it's not it's not the kind of prestige television that I want out of Marvel. Um, whereas I, I feel like Cloak and Dagger was, uh, but you know maybe this season with them knowing they're wrapping it up, because um, I kind of feel like they're 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 trying to tell a good story, and I think with all the other things canceling and with the writing being on the wall so early this time. I'm really hopeful that they knew about the ending of the show in plenty of time to prepare an ending. Right, right. Because the way Runaways started with, you know, you've got a spoiler alert for Runaways season one. Um, You got (laughs) the children and the parents, and they're opposed to each other. The, The parents are villains. The children want to be heroes. And there are things from the comics they didn't do in season one that I was really disappointed in. And they, they only have this season to do it and they better do it. They better end this the way that I, I guess that I thought the first season was going to be like the first run of the comics and then it was going to move on. But it seems like they're, they're still in that first like 24 issue run of the comics of runaways. Like they're still toiling away in that first little bit. And, uh, you know, I guess we're going to get that story, which is the story I wanted, but I thought it was going to take one season. Um, they better finish it this season is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I think this show would have been more, much more successful if they had just gone in with the original first run of the comics and finished it. Uh, they basically did. And they just, they just didn't do the ending, which I was very disappointed. In. Well, it felt like the, um, it felt like the whole first season was either a prequel or was like, them it was leading up to them actually being runaways. runaways. Yeah. In, in, in the in the comics, basically that first season happens in the first comic. Yeah, the first issue it has them running away. Exactly. So even though it is canceled, it you know, we still get one more season. We get season three coming out December thirteenth. The entire season is supposed to drop on that day. Oh really? They're doing one of those? That's what they said. Oh no. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> uh, okay, Switch. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the... Like, I, I'm excited about season three of Runaways. I... And, and when, when, like, those prestige dramas drop all at once, I'm very excited about it. I am not excited about every day. Uh, like, not that I don't want to watch it every day. It's just really hard to cast about it every day. So yeah. that's going to be, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a busy couple weeks we got in the middle of December. All right. Didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Cool. Totally needed that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Disney. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not sad about Runaways and I'm, I'm not sad to get it. I'm excited about the show. I just don't really want to watch it all at once. Um, <laughs> not like I, this. Not like this, not like this, Disney. And that's in the middle of my prepping for Picard, which will be coming out in early January, I think. Oh, goodness. Whew. I got a lot yep. of Star Trek songs to write, and that's going to be right in the middle of the of that. <laughs> yep. I just finished my third yep. one, finishing my fourth one today. I'm really excited about that. So many Star Trek yeah. songs. You know what? And that's just for fun. I'm going to throw a Star Trek song at the end of this. Is that cool? 
Sure. All right. Why not? End of this episode, I'm going to throw a Star Trek song just so you guys can see what I'm doing over <laughs> on the Star Trek Universe podcast. I'm just excited about it. And now that I got this whole system worked out where I'm like writing songs about content and then producing them all in the same week. Uh, and like I'm getting better at the production side. Like I am totally going to do that for some Marvel stuff. I just got to figure out what the right fit is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally going to write some Marvel songs, guys. <laughs> Very excited. Very excited. All right. Well, let's dive into some feedback. How about it, man? Yeah, man. Let's do that. Let's Woo! do that. Let's see. Christian, Christian Fuentes said, you guys were wondering how you could trust that these new series of Marvel shows could be canon. These shows are now being made by Marvel Studios as opposed to Marvel Television. Feige and company have earned our trust. Plus, they actually make the movies. Also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had far more interconnectedness to the movies back when Feige was still reporting to Ike Perlmutter. Once Feige moved away from them, said connection faded fast. I really only consider the first two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. truly canon at this point. It was cute listening to you guys try to ration how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fit into the pre-slash-post-snap timeline. It really can't be done. It's obvious the writers don't know about the events of the movies. The movie side shared nothing. I don't blame them for not wanting to trust anyone with info. I don't know if you guys have seen the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. writers talk about how everything still fits in their heads, but it's as hilarious as it is dishonest. <laughs> well, I, I totally understand that, Christian. I think, I think you're right that we can trust these new shows more than we can trust the old shows. It just, it just pisses me off. If you give me a canon and you tell me it's canon, and then you start pulling the rug out from me and saying it's not canon, and I guess, you know... I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right that this will never happen again and that we won't get like five years from now them saying, oh, those Disney Plus series, oh no, that was just for fun. You know, like we, we decided yeah. to make a Scarlet Witch movie and it's going to be completely different than the previous Scarlet Witch uh, content because we we realized we can make more money with this movie and that little TV show didn't matter. Um, I I don't think yeah. that's the case because it's, they've, they've said they're, that we, it's going to be required viewing basically you're not going to understand the the movies if you don't watch those shows which is crazy um yeah it's crazy, crazy to make that requirement yeah that's uh that's more interconnectivity than we've ever gotten so i'm i'm pumped about it and it's because they want us to buy disney plus it's not it's not like they're just doing it for us they're doing it because they see the value that it provides if you if you give us a tight canon you get more people paying attention that's what they've learned, and I hope, man, they're learning the lessons I wanted them to learn. So I'm, I hope you're right, Christian. I really, really do. Yep. And as for Agents of Shield fitting uh, with the con, con, con with the con, con with uh, the con, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll just, I just can't wait to see what they're going to do because they now know, they know about the five years now, they know about the snap. So what are they going to do with that knowledge in this coming season? You know, that's what I'm pumped yeah. about. Especially with this coming season being severely time travel related. Severely? I don't know that that's right, the right word. Heavily time travel involved. Do we know that? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, Fitz exists in a time and space outside of uh, Simmons' knowledge. And they modified the jump drive to... Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> to also go through time. I straight up didn't remember that last scene when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're you're good. I mean, I don't know, man. It was a weird scene, so I understand not wanting to have that fresh in your mind. It doesn't look like anything to me. Um, 
Sorry. West, right. Westworld reference. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I, but I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it may just be that they're completely out of time and we never find anything out about the snap. You know, that'll that'll be a bummer if it's just like Legions of Tomorrow, but on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of. Legends of Tomorrow. You're right. Dang, I am ha- I'm having an off morning. We don't normally <laughs> we don't normally record at nine AM. <laughs> I understand. I understand. All right, what do we got next? <laughs> uh we got Wayne Brewer saying, just a heads up, Matt, you can still get the year for free of Disney Plus with Verizon. Your Disney Plus subscription payments will be deferred for the first year. Just go to the Verizon website and sign up. Sweet. Um I will do that, and I'm glad you sent that in, Wayne, because now our listeners know. That wasn't just for Matt. That no, was for everyone. That's for everybody. I'm going to assume that Wayne works for Verizon. <laughs> Maybe so, but it's just Verizon <laughs> giving us a thing. So if you already have Verizon, you can go do that. Do it, everybody. Get your free Disney Plus. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. They're doing everything they can to get us to pay for this thing. Let's let's hose them <laughs> as much as we can. We're going to we're going to be paying for this for the rest of our lives. Get the oh get God. the free year now. No, dude. Disney. Okay, so this is where my my. Uh, my work background actually comes in handy. Disney made a an agreement with Microsoft to use the Azure backbone for content delivery, especially for Disney Plus. So on the day that Disney Plus came out, everything got bogged down because they weren't expecting the kind of uh, demand on the on the infrastructure, like. Office 365 logins were going slow because oh, <laughs> Disney wow. Plus was so crazy. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I didn't realize that. Uh, but, you know, the crazy thing is, I have Disney Plus. I bought it. I thought we were getting those ser- the Marvel series sooner than we are. I thought it was late th- this year or early next year. It's like middle to late of next year, which is a bummer. I, I really thought the Winter Soldier was coming out sooner than it is. Um, that's why I yeah. went ahead and bought it. But I went ahead and did the like a good deal or whatever for three years. Um, but uh, the only thing I've watched so far is Mandalorian. It's so good, though. I yeah, I have I have controversial opinions about that. Okay, well you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I did not like the first episode of Mandalorian at all. The second episode oh I liked a little more. I didn't like the first episode. I thought it was I thought it was profoundly boring. Uh, but that's partially. I feel like the show is for Star Wars fans. It is. It is. I'm not it a big is. Star Wars fan. And, You're not? And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I'm sure this would really matter to people who really love Star Wars. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, like a lot of the stuff he's doing, I'm like, yeah, that's, I, I kind of remember that from Star Wars, uh, that that thing exists and that thing exists. So, oh, he's fighting on the side of that that uh, that ship from the for A New Hope, basically. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It all just, it all felt like, uh, it, it as a non-Star Wars fan, it did yeah. not. It did not catch me. Catch my interest on the first episode. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's fine. You're allowed to have trekky opinions. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will feel the same way about Picard, but they won't because no one pays for CBS All Access. All right. <laughs> let's. If you're not a Star Trek fan, you probably don't pay for CBS All Access, and so no one will have this opinion because you're either bought in or you're not. Yeah, you're either buying it for the Star Trek stuff and that's it, 
or you're over here with Disney Plus because Disney Plus has everything from The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is amazing, to The Mandalorian, which is great, and all the Marvel stuff, which is awesome, and, you know, yeah. The Vault. There's like a everything. lot of reasons. I just... I like Star Trek so much more than Star Wars, and it makes me sad that Star Wars is, for for now at least, won the war. You know, like, they're, they're, it's, it, and I get it; it's cooler, it's more fun, but to me, it's empty. <laughs> Nobody I, likes ethical questions, Matt. I like ethical questions. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with Matthew Westfox. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> All right, so back to Marvel, right? Yeah, back to Marvel. Okay, all right. So David Pendergrass sent us a message that I can't find the chat, but Venom. He was such a chump. Like, he was weak compared to this other symbiote. I found it cheesy and underwhelming. You cannot create a Spider-Verse without Spider-Man. I'm not looking forward to Morbius. Those are all fair opinions. I think we... Yes, yes. I think we are, are not very far off from you on those opinions. Yeah, I, um, I said my piece about Venom... Um, I had said my piece about Venom before watching the movie. Yeah. I still felt the same way after watching the movie. I just also had backing arguments. <laughs> right. I did enjoy the character uh, in the end of the movie. Like, I, I, I liked some of the things they did. It just didn't feel like Venom, and it definitely was lacking a Spider-Man. Would have been way better yep. with a Spider-Man. Yep. Everything's better with a Spider-Man. I yeah. mean, yeah. look at... <laughs> Look at Endgame. Or or The Mandalorian. That would have been better with a Spider-Man. That would have been awesome with a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they should do? They should do Peter Parker commentary over Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, I'm down. I, I'd much prefer, I think, J. Jonah Jameson commentary over Star Wars. No, there's going to be J. Jonah Jameson commentary over the Tom Holland, Peter Parker commentary <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, it would be pretty good to have... Uh, I wonder, I wonder if... I mean, we have uh, we have him referencing Star Wars, uh, that old movie, Star Wars, in... Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, right, right. Uh, we have him referencing that in Civil War. I wonder if like we'll eventually get him referencing things like The Mandalorian, just like as cross-promotional opportunities. <laughs> Are you guys watching this current series, The Mandalorian? <laughs> like in the middle of a fight. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's so bad. It's, that's like the worst promotion. Like he's swinging through, kicking, kicking his villains. He's like, he's always been funny. Like Martin, Disney's like, what? He's always been funny and quippy and talked about things to his villains. It's like, yeah, but he hasn't talked about the current streaming service, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's never mentioned in the comic books that you can get a free year of Disney Plus with Verizon. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Things hey. we don't want to see. <laughs> yep. Yep. We do this a lot. We do a lot of this this things we don't want to see yeah, in the MCU. This time we started uh we started that way. Sometimes we start with, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> And we just end up being like, oh, yeah, that's a really bad idea. Let's hope they don't do that. <laughs> and I'm I'm still on the fence about this one. Because <laughs> I think the Peter Parker commentary over the Mandalorian would be great. 
Yeah, no, no. Extras I'm fine with. I just don't want them putting it in my Spider-Man movie. (laughs) Right. Oh, I get it. You want Spider-Man in your Star Wars. You don't want Star Wars in your Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Get your your chocolate on my peanut butter, that kind of thing. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. Oh, man. That got me good. I was... Ooh, I was breathless for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. You know what? I've always been a, a peanut butter fan with Reese's as well. <laughs> like, I like the specialty ones where they have a higher peanut butter to chocolate ratio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> professional. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> a long laugh for that peanut butter joke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have yep. to edit that down. <laughs> You're gonna have to. Most of the time, I'm sweetening the thing by <laughs> dropping more laughs into the podcast. I feel like I have to remove that one. <laughs> I, yeah, this laughing fit is gonna be extracted. <laughs> I just—it's funny when someone laughs at a joke so hard that it makes you feel bad, like you did the laughing, <laughs> like, like the joke. <laughs> Like, you feel worse about your joke because they laughed so hard? It's like, all right, all right, stop, all right. please. It's, it's not that funny, oh my god. This has got to be sarcastic at this point. <laughs> right? Like, please, okay? I get it. Ugh. All right, what does James McGregor have to say? <clears throat> Good day, guys. Just a quick hello from Australia. No, I love no, listening. No, don't do oh, it. Don't. Don't. No, he's don't. from Australia. He's got. Yeah, but I, you're not. Let's let's, oh. <laughs> let's not offend. Ah, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> he said good day. He did God. say good day. You're correct. All right. James McGregor says, Good day, guys. Just a quick hello from Australia. I love listening to your cast, especially going back to earlier episodes and listen listening to your plot predictions. You guys are pretty accurate. Ooh, that'd be oh. that'd be actually fun to l- go back and listen to. Yeah, l- we should go back and listen to all of our old casts mm-hmm. and uh, like count the number of times that we were right. Yeah, that seems like Keep a, a great tally. use of time. Yeah, because we have so much of it right now, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, James continues. Just a thought on casting for Johnny Storm. My fellow Aussie Daniel Weber recently saw him portray uh, Vince Neil from the Motley Crue movie The Dirt. He's got the perfect look, I think. Uh, anyway, looking forward to future episodes and more MCU. Peace in our time. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't know who Daniel Weber. I looked him up, and he definitely has a look, like a classic Johnny Storm look. Yeah, yeah, the short blonde hair and kind of the uh, the built frame. I don't know if they'll go with a classic look. I mean, obviously they didn't with the last one, which was not very successful, but... Uh, I, I, it makes me wonder what they'll do with the with the new one. If they're going to go with classic looking, uh, you know, white boy with blonde hair, or if they're going to go some go with something different. Because you know, it's a more diverse world these days. TV and movies are reflecting more people. So, who That's knows? True. That's true. Um, do you remember who Daniel Weber is? Like where I, he was? I don't. Uh, he was in The Punisher. You remember the guy that um, that wasn't handling transition from from overseas conflict time to oh. home and he he dug the hole in his backyard oh yeah absolutely remember him oh punisher guy that, that was a, such a sad story oh man yep yep yeah he was really really good great actor 
and great actor and he has the look so yeah i'd be down for him as that guy I, i've only seen him play like a very disturbed vet so i i don't know about <laughs> him how, how fun he can be which i feel like johnny storm needs to be a lot of fun um but yeah he's just been maybe, in this movie as a rock star maybe he's a lot more fun in that one yeah i was like maybe we should watch the dirt and find out yeah if they get the dirt if they cast him, we will yeah okay that's a thanks for committing my time for that <clears throat> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yep 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 <laughs> uh, all right so robert vogel said i was listening to your podcast this morning about feedback and y'all were talking about how they could bring venom in easily into the mcu and i don't know if i missed something from the end of the venom movie that i'm not remembering that he got a new job but he just had this big blow up with one of the richest people around you know other than tony so you know that guy had enough influence to blackball the hell out of them when nobody will give you a job to earn money, he, he goes to the few that will, and maybe a little rag of a newspaper pipe company is looking like maybe J. Jonah Jameson. Eddie Brock comes over to that to be a reporter, even though this, uh, this, his scruples may not like it so that he can uh, make a living. And now you go, you got your against Spider-Man deal. Uh, he comes over to whatever J. Jonah Jameson's newspaper is called, because I don't remember off the top of my head. And besides, the hunt down that evil bastard of a Spider-Man only to find out that J. Jonah Jameson is full of poop. It could work, and magically now he's in the MCU. Yeah, I, I, I could absolutely see that. I, I don't know. It would really take that character getting to a dark place, I feel like, before he would work for J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Because I feel like J. Jonah yeah. Jameson, if he's if he is the reflection of the characters he's supposed to be, I feel like he's pretty full of crap, and and like any actual journalist would probably be able to see through that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that's part of the arc. Maybe J. Jonah Jameson is well respected. I mean, he was like on TVs in Times Square, um, yeah. which is weird. That's that's not something you, you that is that's very common. I feel like so. Maybe yeah. he's very respected in that world currently, and uh, it'll take someone like Eddie Brock to, uh, you know, bring him down or something. I don't know, man. Like everything we know about J. Jonah Jameson is that he's okay with bending the truth to uh, to get the headline, but that's not necessarily bad in the reporting world, you know. And that's that's not necessarily how people see it in the Spider-Man universe because, you know, we don't know how many people actually know the truth about every situation that happens so for sure he might be well respected they're setting up something interesting with J. Jonah jameson because that's something big in our world right now is knowing the truth about anything is hard these days yeah like it's legitimately hard it's it, it, it regardless of which side of the political spectrum you're on or whatever it's legitimately hard to know who is telling you the truth and who is not. I mean, you can find your trusted news source, but then you're just listening to one news. I mean, I think the best thing to do is probably aggregate from a lot of sources um, and, and try to find that sort of what I've, what I've found in my, in my studies of the news uh, is that if you listen to drastically different news sources, they normally tell you the same facts uh, it's just they twist them. They, they, they like leave out certain aspects of it to make it tailored to their particular network's view. And it, yeah. it's, it's really, um, it's really weird and it's hard. It's really hard to find like real truth these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something that I've seen a lot <clears throat> with like, um, with like Fox network is, you know, this thing that could be inane 
to just anybody that you know thinks like I do, where you know, oh they they went to a charity for just black people, then these places like Fox News or you know the super right wing uh, news sources are like they hate white people because they went to a charity for black people. Like no, that's not what happened at all. Yeah, and and it's not like it only happens on that side. It happens. Yeah, on yeah, it all happens sides. everywhere. Uh, but yes, uh, it definitely happens there, but it also happens, you know, someone can say something sort of innocuous and they're called out for being a racist. And it's like, that, that actually isn't what they said. I mean, it's like, I mean, if nothing else, it's like the James Gunn thing, which is, is completely different because that was actually a a right wing guy trolling him. But like, you know, it's hard out there. It's really hard (laughs) to find like, find like real news. And like un and like balanced news sources, it's yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I imagine it's also really difficult to be a celebrity at this point because everything you say is under fifteen different microscopes that all have some sort of bias. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I ever get famous, this podcast is just getting deleted. Yeah, <laughs> erased, <laughs> erased from the annals of history. <laughs> That's fair. As a famous musician, delete delete that shit. I don't know what I said over the last five, six years. <laughs> <laughs> Left to burn sold how many records? Oh God, get rid of the podcast, dump it. <laughs> it's a liability at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm breaking in here, guys. I got to tell you about Quip. The makers of Quip, the electric toothbrush, they want you to know that one single discovery matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, though, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Their electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and a 30-second pulse to guide you for a full, even, clean with proper timing on every quadrant of your mouth. Uh, The Quip Floss Dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough, just the right amount every time. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, toothpaste refills, everything to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Marvel right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com slash Marvel. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Marvel. Quip, the good habits company. Dim toothbrushes sound good. OA4 says, at MCUcast, Luke Hemsworth played not Thor in Ragnarok, but would Adam Warlock be too big a role for Liam? Plenty of opportunity for brother-brother interaction if Thor stays with the Guardians. That would, that would be good if Thor stayed with the Guardians, but Thor's not staying with the Guardians. His movie, Love and Thunder, is coming out before Guardians 3. Yeah, but you don't think he'll be in Guardians 3 after the way they ended it with Endgame? Or will the Guardians be in Thor, Love and Thunder? Ooh, you know that's that anything could happen, right? Anything I feel could like happen. It's pretty likely that the next time we see Thor, because of where he ended, he will be with them. You know? Yeah, there's potential, uh, but it's all up to Taika Waititi, apparently. Yeah. Wait, is he doing Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes, he is. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. 
coming uh, back. I, I, I figured he'd come back, but I didn't know for sure. Cool. Uh, let's see. Next up, Reco Jet said to us, love the pod. A couple of random MCU questions that have been rattling around in my brain. With the time stone no longer in existence, what, if any, difference does that make in Doctor Strange's powers? Especially things like being able to look into possible futures. Seems like something he can no longer do, right? Uh, well, okay. So, just to interrupt you, There, these seem like a bunch of disparate questions, so let's answer them one at a time. Uh, yes, I think he can no longer look into the future. He can no longer reverse time. The time stone is gone, so yeah, I think his his powers are pretty dramatically truncated, at least the time travel powers. Of course, now we have apparent scientific time travel powers, so who knows? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so (laughs) I don't know that he can necessarily look into the future, but they didn't do that. They didn't cover that in uh, in this here set of movies well i think that uh at the in 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 infinity war when he's looking at the future the time stone is glowing he's he's using the time stone to do that so i don't i don't think he'll be able to do that anymore i mean his his view in the future uh was only possible with the time stone and with the uh scientific time travel they didn't talk about going to the they didn't talk about going forward they only oh, talked about going back yeah that's a whole different deal yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, the future could be anything, right? Time's a flat circle, man. Time's a flat circle. Totally, right? What What does that even mean? Um, <laughs> Ask Matthew McConaughey. Okay, so the real the real uh, worry that I have um, for Doctor Strange is that the Time Stone was the one thing that held Dormammu back. So what if Dormammu hears about the Time Stone not being in existence anymore? Like, what does mm. that mean? What does That's that mean? A good point. Does Dormammu come back? And then how do we deal with him then? Yeah, no idea. That's a great point. At the end of Endgame, when Ant-Man pulls out Hulk, Rocket, and War Machine, how does Rhodey end up with a new Iron Patriot-esque suit? We see him dump his old one, but hard to believe there's another one just lying around all the rubble. Yeah, that whole that whole moment is weird. Uh, not only is it weird that he has this suit all of a sudden, when he, he you'd think he would have called it when he was like crawling around in the under area yeah um maybe the suit i'm assuming he has one of those like risk things that lets his suit fly to him like tony does or whatever oh risk you know things yeah well at least that's what he used in uh the first avengers but i'm assuming now maybe it's like an internal whatever he's got like something in his arm that allows the suit to track onto him or something yeah maybe he's got uh some sort of nanoparticle thing that uh tony gave to him i don't know yeah it's possible but i mean we're talking you know, 2011. We're talking like eight years ago tech for Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, his ability to have the suit fly to him. So I think that's definitely possible. Uh, but the tricky thing is like the thing that bothers me in that moment is like Ant-Man grows and then rele- opens his hand to release the other heroes. And that makes no sense. Like, how did he get them in his hand? I guess the only thing we're sp- we can possibly assume is that he shrunk them all three, put them in his hand, and then grew them all four. <laughs> hmm. Makes no sense. Like, th- that, scene, that scene is staged poorly. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it there's is. A, some shortcuts happening there. It, so. It's staged poorly for logical thought, but you have to throw logical thought away because there, this scene is only for spectacle. Like, that's the only reason the scene is the way that it is. I don't like that. Throw away logical thought. Doesn't work with me. Yeah, I know. You're logical. a Star Trek fan. That's right. <laughs> Fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be okay, Matt. It's going to be okay. Someday they'll make your series good, too. My series is going to be great, man. Picard's coming out soon. Woo! Yep. And nobody's going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> next question. When Cap and his group meet Rhodey and Banner for the first time in Infinity War, Cap tells Thunderbolt, Earth just lost its best Avenger, so we're here to fight. Who is he referring to? I assume Thor or Stark, because both are in space at that point, and Banner has been telling people that Thor was dead, but it seems a bit strange to refer to either as Earth's best Avenger. Super interested in your thoughts. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, I think that they're obviously talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Clearly. I think they're talking about Tony, uh, uh, just because yeah. Tony, Tony has the reach. Like All those others are great fighters and everything but tony has all the computer stuff he's still trying to put an iron man suit around the world yeah so, yeah uh he's I got for sure he's got the technology he's got the he's got the public persona you know yeah he's got the he's got all of it so they're obviously talking about tony yeah absolutely but you know spider-man's pr- pretty big deal too oh yeah for sure <laughs> uh, next question. Do you think it's possible that the introduction of the X-Men is actually setting them up as a big bad? Maybe Avengers 5 or 6 is an Avenger versus X-Men thing. Is that at all likely? Would love to hear y'all's takes of how they may pull that off. Uh, I've been listening for a couple of months now, but I've gone back and listened to almost every episode now, so big fan, and as always, best wishes. Oh, wow. Thank you for thank you for that rico that, that's crazy to have listened to all these uh, almost all these episodes uh that's a, that's a whole lot of episodes but we appreciate it it's awesome that people do that it's really cool um okay i think it's very possible that we get a x-men versus uh avengers movie eventually but i think more likely that mutants will be bad guys not yeah. necessarily the x-men i think it's very likely that something like the brotherhood could be the introduction of mutants and that the X-Men could be a response to the brotherhood. I mean, similarly to what it is. I mean, the, the, the X-Men are in some of their best forms. They're sort of a PR arm for the mutants, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're like a mutant defense task force. Like, ah, the only way that we can defend against mutants is other mutants. Well, there's that, but also they are, they're out there to show that mutants are trying to, to help humanity. Yeah. Like, Professor X's whole thing is like, uh, you know, they there are some mutants in this world that want to take you over, but I, I don't want to be that. I want to I want to be the mutant that... I want our people to be the mutants that are going to help humanity all around and be caring and loving and fight for people. And that's what the whole... That's what the whole point is, you know? It's the same difference between Black Panther and Killmonger, you know, it's not that he's wrong, even. That's what's so interesting about it. But yeah. Killmonger wanted to use their technology to go take over the world. You know, he wanted to uh, attack the world with their technology and, you know, to to achieve a victory for their people. And, um, you know, Black Panther, when he wins the battle, he decides, yeah, he's right. We do need to use our technology to, like help the world yep. you know like let's let's break out of this bubble and go help the world and i think that's kind of the same difference between um eric lynn Shear and professor x you know those erics man they yeah. like to they like <laughs> to use their powers for ill <laughs> so like the um <clears throat> like the kyle thing on the internet 
where like Kyle's are just reckless and and awful people. It's like <laughs> I don't I don't know this. Uh, yeah, I don't know this. Uh, well, meme. you get your Karens and your Kyles because your Karens okay. are the uh, the the women who want to talk to the manager. Oh yeah, I, I know Karens. I know yeah. lots of Karens. Kyle is like the reckless. Uh, we punk had a Karen on the podcast like, last week. She's such a manager talker. <laughs> Oh man! So Kyle's are like the guys that are like stabbing monster cans in the in the uh, in the construction yard, just being like, "Yeah, I'm a punk, yeah." But these Eric's, these are the guys that like they use their power to do to want to do bad things in the name of doing the right thing. Right? So, yeah. Well, the, the internet's they're, they're, got another one. It's the classic thing of like letting your uh, hate in your heart will consume you too. A, a wise man once said that's from a will smith song i think <laughs> okay it might be from before that <laughs> but you know uh the, these guys are they, they're letting their hate overdrive uh, sort of their logic and their ability to love others even in this in the um face of oppression you know love your enemies you know it's that whole yeah. thing uh we, we actually had a lot of discussions about this over on the uh orville universe podcast um because uh we talked about the ethical use of that sort of force that killmongers you know trying for which and there, there's a lot of ethical arguments to say killmongers right you know you have to fight back when you're when you're being oppressed um and and i'm <laughs> there's obviously there's examples of that working as well there's the examples of that sort of violent and nonviolent um, resistance, and 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 sometimes it requires both to to overcome certain types of oppression. So yeah, so Ricochet ended with also just want to suggest a two part. I'm sorry, a part two rather to last year's Marvel Ethics podcast. Uh, best wishes and keep up the good the cool work. Oh, we just did that. Uh, we just talked about ethics. Um, but no, he, I think he's talking about our, our podcast we did last year with, again, Matthew Westfox, who I just mentioned from the Orville Universe podcast. Um, he does the uh, superhero ethics, and we should definitely have him on again soon and talk ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just a shout out, he just started uh, the Star Wars Universe podcast. Did he? He did. Um, you know, I think he'll be covering the Mandalorian and all that stuff. He's also, I think, covering all the movies. So, uh, you know. He's our buddy. I'm sure we will be guesting on that pod from time to time. I even I I was on standby to to cover the Mandalorian with him, uh, but I ended up not doing it, and I'm kind of glad because I didn't end up liking it. So I just would have probably been hated by all the Star Wars fans. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it's good you got someone else to do that. I I shouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, he's just got a couple episodes up so far. But uh, yeah, Star Wars Universe podcast, check it out. You know, with uh, with the Mandalorian being as good as it is, I'm kind of sad that I uh, I wasn't involved in that. But oh yeah, it's not well, like I'm I sure have time would... for it anyway. Right. Well, you know, if you find yourself an hour, I'm sure uh, Matthew would love to have you on. I think he's I... trying to get together some various. Uh, actually, I'm looking at it now. He hasn't dropped an episode about the Mandalorian yet, so maybe he's still uh, still going to do that. So maybe he's editing it. Yeah, it is very possible. <laughs> okay. So right. what else we got? Metal Man uh, 67, not uh, 66th or 68th. They haven't written in yet. But Metal Man 67 sent us an email. <laughs> first things first, I haven't submitted my five-star review yet, but it's only due to a minor technical setback. No worries. It's on the way. 
Well, thank you. When I saw Infinity War for the first time in theaters, I was just getting on my feet from a cross-country move. I walked out of that theater brain so full of questions, theories, and ideas that it was absolutely maddening. Having no outlet for all that was insane. But then, bam! I found your cast and have caught every episode since. Thanks for what you guys do and giving the rest of us something entertaining and informative as we anticipate the start of Phase 4. Matt, you mentioned in your Avengers Damage Control episode that you feel as if you could or should take to Twitch for your musical endeavors. I not only support that, but hope to see your stream one day. I occasionally stream guitar covers or write and produce songs based on games, movies, shows, etc. It's a great platform for budding musicians to find a following and a community. You mentioned a few episodes earlier yet that uh, you were making a Star Trek album basically out of sheer anticipation for Picard. My mind begins reeling with possibilities for a Marvel Phase 4 album. Have you or Jeff had the notion of video casts at any point? I think your listeners would absolutely love to get on and interact with you during the cast if it was live, obviously shaving away the ability to edit content. Long ran over, your cast is awesome, keep doing your thing, Metal Man 67. Hey, thanks Metal Man 67. Yeah, we did a couple live streams, um, and honestly, uh, it just was time... Co- we, I think we could get there. We actually have it on our Patreon right now. Um where if you sign up for a Patreon, uh, if we get to $150, we guarantee we'll start doing some video streams. <laughs> um, it's just, we realized it takes a lot of time. For some reason, every time we tried to do it, there was some technical problem. And I think if we got past those, like we might get to the point where we could do it regularly. But man, it was just so hard to do regularly because... Uh, what would normally take us two hours to sit down and record audio was taking us four hours to get up and get all the technical stuff working to get video. And then half the time something wouldn't work and we just have to bail on it anyway. So we, we actually, we, some of our early purchases as a podcast, all our Patreon money went to video gear. Yep. And then we ended up not getting to do it basically. So, uh, we, we've tried to redirect that to like, try to make the show better here. And also, yeah, interaction is interesting on, there because i love the interaction idea the problem is i think it makes the podcast worse (laughs) like because people we it ends up being us reading people's i don't know we 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 haven't figured out a good way to do it i I think it takes a producer honestly i think it takes someone um sitting at a computer kind of sorting through the feedback and giving it to us and feeding it to us because when we're trying to read feedback as we're trying to cast and kind of edit and organize on the fly it's it's been tough in the past so we definitely want to do it but uh i don't know hopefully with my like you said my live streaming music i'll kind of learn some lessons and we can bring them over here to our cast yeah we uh we kind of let it turn into a uh, just a big ask me anything while we were also trying to discuss actual content. Um, yeah, we, we I think we'd get better at it as we went as we did it. Yeah, we I think that we would probably do uh, a a better job in that format if it was just a uh, an episode strictly uh, dedicated to that and and that discussion, um, like strictly feedback, but with also live feedback, so to speak. Uh, but when we're covering new content, it's it's really difficult to involve everybody, you know, in the moment. So, eesh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the last thing, Metal Man, please DM me. I want to hear some of your songs based on 
stuff. I, I'm really enjoying writing Star Trek songs, and I definitely want to write Marvel songs. And uh, Phase Four album sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to get in the community of that, and I'll probably be doing some of that on the live stream for my music that I was supposed to start two weeks ago, but then I got this Star Trek album idea and basically it's been consuming all of my free time. So I haven't started <laughs> the stream. I uh, like a dummy. I instead started writing an album and, but, but you know, I've done, I'm finished with three songs already. I'm really excited. You're doing the ADHD hyper focus thing. It's fine. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm so annoyed by the way, this uh, to, to, to create another diversion. Um, <laughs> I, I got tested for ADHD last week, okay? Was that last and, week? And uh, Maybe not. It was two weeks ago. Anyway, the point is, I've been trying to find out about ADHD because since I learned that about myself, it's been becoming more and more obvious to me that's a problem. Yeah. So I've been trying to get diagnosed. The problem is, every time I try to get diagnosed, uh, they, like, the doctors don't call me back. And it's like, I feel like there should be a note on my account. This guy has ADHD you're going to have to call him back. <laughs> He's not going to remember to call you. He's going to lose focus and not follow through on this. So I'm like having the hardest time getting like one doctor never called me back to schedule. And then I didn't call him back because of my, my malfunction. And then like, finally I got in with him and then I, or I didn't get in with him. I got in with another doctor and then that doctor never called me with test results. And now I'm like having to follow up with them on test results. And yeah, it's a, it's hard for a guy like me to follow up with people when they keep saying they're going to follow up with you. And you, I will absolutely let things drop, but this is, I'm trying to find out if I have this. So if I, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I, <laughs> anyway, I can it, confirm you do in fact have it. That's what everybody tells me. Uh, <laughs> no one told me that until I, I realized it listening to a podcast. And now everyone I say, yeah, I think I might have ADHD. Everyone who knows me well is like, yeah, you do for sure. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Oh, well, how did I not know that? <laughs> uh, you know, people deal with their own stuff in their own ways. Yeah. I feel like I, one of those situations where I had a bad girlfriend and nobody let me know. You kind know what of, I mean? yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly it. It's <laughs> kind of exactly it. I mean, nobody wants to just come out and say like, hey, Matt, do you think that maybe you want to get tested for ADHD? Because that's like... <laughs> that's like saying like hey matt uh you're really fat so i think that you should probably go to the gym yeah i have both of those problems and i i don't know i guess i'm the kind of guy i don't mind i mean yeah i i hear you it's awkward to tell, tell anybody any of their own flaws but like i guess i don't mind when people are like i don't know i don't know there, there has to been some of my closest friends could have approached me and been <laughs> like maybe you do, do good with a little adderall maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Like, maybe that'd solve both problems, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's <laughs> I, I like that it wasn't even, like, you should talk to a doctor. It's like, you should just find some drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Just find somebody who can get you Adderall uh, in large doses, because, uh... Yeah. No, it's it. It might be it might be the the game plan. Well, I don't know. <laughs> supposed to supposed to talk to my doctor, but he won't effing call me back. <laughs> gonna have to go find a drug dealer because my doctor will call me back. Yeah, I, I have friends who have kids with uh, with with ADHD, and one of you, them was like, "You just want a pill to try it?" <laughs> I was like, "I feel like I feel like I should say no." All that dare training, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's also kind of um, a mild felony. Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, for sure. 
but I'm a musician, man. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of drug felonies that are around my life all the time. I don't I don't really do drugs, by the way, but they're constantly present in my life <laughs> because yeah. I play music for a living, and it's the way things are. It's it's the way of the world these days. <laughs> it's a it, it's it's a bunch of people uh, in artistic lifestyles that with emotional problems that uh don't ever have to take a drug test <laughs> yeah like how do you expect there to not be drug problems in that <laughs> right yeah it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a situation all right last <laughs> last feedback let's get into it all right all right all right all right gavin fry sent us an email uh starting with the best line that any email has started with i love you too jeff and six exclamation marks that's a pretty good starting line yep and it was all caps I don't. I guess. You, I guess you said you loved him. Uh, probably. Point. I mean, yeah. I do. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, clearly. this wouldn't be happening. Matt, we're going to oh, need a moment. It's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think your the next line might ruin your moment. Oh, dang it! There's no homo though. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to hide it here. It's okay. You're in a safe space. <laughs> We, we don't have to hide our love. Anyway, uh, Gavin says, and I will do more. Not sure what this is in reference to, but do it. <clears throat> Theory number one. I read recently that Wanda Maximoff is in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think that Doctor Strange is attempting to teach her the ways of magic and how to better control her power. That could be how they even get into the multiverse at all. She makes a mistake while practicing and opens the portal to other dimensions, bringing in all sorts of crazy. Hmm... Interesting. What do you think? Oh, that's absolutely how, how things are going. Um, except that, if I recall correctly, WandaVision is leading into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. And WandaVision comes out before that. So yes. I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness could be uh, kind of in response to the issues that arise from WandaVision. Right. Yeah, we we do think that, but it, it's a, it's a good alternate theory that that maybe all the madness happens because maybe whatever happens in uh, WandaVision is why he has to take her under his wing to try yeah. to teach her the ways. Yeah, that's the other that's the other obvious theory is that like he's like, hey, yeah, you look like you're having a rough time, so maybe let's have, let's learn some magic. Uh, come yeah. on over here. And then she just does chaos things and, you know, the way that she does. You get House of M, you know. Yeah. Man, that moment when she is attacking Thanos in Endgame. Where he doesn't even know who she is? Yeah. And he's like, she's like, you will. And then <laughs> she's like turning, turning, I don't know. She likes turning red and just destroying him. It's yep. just like evil in her eyes. I, I, I love that. Yep. The, the, she's she's turning real dark willow for anyone who knows that reference. All right, let's move on. Wow. Theory number two. I think that in the next Spider-Man movie, Peter will find out that Fury is a Skrull. Uh, then Peter could get Talos to copy him as Spider-Man, and Peter could walk around being Peter. So then they could both go out and show the world that they are, in fact, two separate people, when in reality, they're the same person. That's all I got for today, and I will be back with more soon. Your obedient servant, Aham. <laughs> That's a Hamilton reference. Um, I like it. Uh so yeah, uh, that could that could that could work. What do you think? I think that that's a, a solid conclusion to it. Uh, to have 
Talos be the the Spider-Man for a little bit if he yeah. can control the I don't know though. I think that they'll they might go the other way where Talos is is the Peter for a little bit cuz Peter actually has the Spider-Man powers and it would look weird if somebody who didn't have the Spider-Man powers was trying to be Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. I think that he'd have to be, pretend to be Peter Parker. Yeah. That, and which uh, could work. It's it's a classic way to end that you know, your identity has been revealed. Oh, we need someone to pretend to be me for a day. Yeah. Who's going to dress up as Batman or whatever, you know? Yep, yep. Or <laughs> who's going to dress up as Green Arrow? Obviously, it's my best friend who is black, but let's not let's not think about that. Oh, and he also uses a different bow and arrow, but let's nobody consider that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying I, Arrow is bad. <laughs> well, in, in Arrow's defense, I just watched those episodes, and the cops are pretty on to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's you're like, we're not buying this shit. <laughs> like, this is really stupid, Oliver. <laughs> you really think that you're going to get this? All right, that's all for today, you guys. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, there are some cool ways to reach out to us these days. Uh, on Facebook, we have the MCU Cast chat group. Just go and request to join that, and we will approve you as quickly as possible. Uh, it's a really cool place because everybody can kind of chat with each other on there, and uh, sometimes we're really... It's, it's actually... The, the Facebook stuff is hard hard to follow, honestly. Like, the Facebook page stuff, it's it half the time it doesn't show us that you guys have sent anything. It's just weird. So the group is, like, a nice way to chat. But if you want to send in feedback, we are still... Um, at facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, mcucast on Twitter, 573castmcu to leave us a voicemail, and uh, yeah, all those places. Patreon.com slash mcucast if you want to support the cast. Like we said, uh, you know, uh, somebody mentioned earlier us doing live streams. We have it as set as a goal on Patreon that if we get to that $150 mark uh, per week, we will do uh, live streams. Yeah, so... If you want live streams, we're going to do at least one. I think we have it listed as at least one a month. But once we get doing it, I have a feeling we're going to do it all the time. It's just it, the technological hurdle hung us up. <laughs> and as I said earlier, we're going to ride out to a uh, Star Trek song that I wrote. <laughs> so if you enjoy this, go Star Trek Universe podcast. We're going to be dropping a song every week for the next 13 weeks until the show comes out, okay. uh, the Picard show. So, Yeah. We're just having fun. Just having fun. This song is called uh, Measure of a Man. Peace. Until next time, true believers. I'm a metal man with a positronic brain, but you don't own me. You don't own me. I'm a metal man with a positronic brain, but you don't own me. You don't own me. This man wants to take me apart. He says because I don't have a heart, I can't take a stand But I think I can I have served this ship for many years Because I believed in what we'd achieve We'd find new life and we would recognize it when we do but then what did you do? I'm a metal man with a positronic brain, but you don't own me. You don't own me. I'm a metal man with a positronic brain, but you don't own me. You don't own me. I can't believe I stand on trial. Not because my actions.
actions are vile But because you can't See all I am I know what it is to long and lose Yeah, I've known love A fully functional love I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me There will be more like me A perpetual slavery Unless we stand From your life But I just want to choose life I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me I'm a metal man with a positronic brain But you don't own me You don't own me